Welcome to Fans of the Forge. Now today we have Season 5, Episode 20, I believe, the Small Sword Episode. I'm Chris. To my right we have... Teresa. To my left we have... You have Sean. And calling in on Skype, we have the Forge and Fire champion for this episode, Derek. How's it going, man? Hey, good. Thanks for having me. How's it feel? How's it feel to finally be able to say out there that you won this episode? Oh, man, you know, life has changed. I've got a Maserati now. I'm moving moving houses tomorrow. (laughs) You know, it's awesome. You know, it's uh, it really uh, more than anything. It's just personally validating for me. You know, that was that was my main impetus for going on the show was to challenge myself and and uh see how I would do, you know, and so I, I felt like I did a good job with that. So on this side of things, it feels really good. That's great. That's great. So as I mentioned before, we'll get right into it and then feel free to hop in with any comments or whatever you want to say as we go through it here. So yeah, sure. starting off the episode, the other contestants that were here were John, who had three years of part-time experience. We had Atsatsa with 10 years of part-time experience. Bob, who had 30 years of full-time experience as a blacksmith, and Derek, who had 17 years part-time experience. Now, if you know the show, you said you're a fan, you would also know that we like to make picks and see who we think is going to win the episode. And it just so happens, we all picked the same picks today. We had you as our winner. And uh, no way. yeah, yeah. We, yep. we all chose you That's as our main pick to win. And, um, you know, the way we do it, we 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 just kind of judge based on, you know, kind of the explanation of your experience and that sort of thing. And um, yeah, we kind of we settled on you in, independently as uh, as our winner. And then we chose Asata as our underdog. And we'll see how that plays yeah. out as we go here. So all right. for, for round one, you had to make friction folders using 5160 spring steel and you were not told what the tests were going to be that you were going to be performed on those blades this is correct (laughs) so had you made friction folders before um coming on the show actually i I think i was the only guy who had made a friction folder and and the one that i made was 15 years ago and i mean it was like this (laughs) it was tiny it was a little bitty pocket friction folder made of uh made of antler and a small forge blade super super tiny nothing nothing you know like this nothing big and so i just not to get off the rails too uh early but uh it's really hilarious that before we went on the show you know we we arrived to the studio or waiting for day one to walk into the set you know everybody's kind of antsy and of course we're we're kind of talking amongst ourselves you know, well, what do you think it's going to be? What, what, what kind of knife do you think we're going to have to make today? And, and just kind of on the slide, I think it was John says, you know, watch, watch them, watch them ask us to make a friction folder. And we all just groaned, you know, <laughs> and there was a, there was a production person with us in the, uh, and, and they, and they turned around. Um, no, they, they didn't turn around. They didn't say anything at that point. We just kind of groaned and laughed. And the production person turned around and said, you guys cut it out. You can't talk about that stuff before the episode. They want all those reactions on the show. Uh, and so yeah. later in the day, after we had gone through round one and made our, our blades and we knew what it was, 
Um, that same person turned around and said, did you guys hear anybody on the set say something about friction folder? Did that leak to you guys? Did you have a clue that you were going to do that? And we were like, no way. And John said, no, no, I just remember watching a friction folder episode yeah. and just being terrified over it, you know? And so that was, that was pretty funny. None of us wanted to make a friction folder at all. Oh, I can imagine. It, it always seems uh, like a very complicated design. Yeah. And, um, but I wouldn't want to make one. No, no. <laughs> no way. All right. So moving forward here, we have some notes. Um, they made kind of a point to show you and Bob working together at first and um, kind of talking back and forth. And we've, we've heard mixed comments on whether or not the producers like it when you do that. And some people are told to stop. And some people are like, yeah, just let it go. Or if it's not too yeah. much. So, yeah, we noticed that. We always like to note when people are working together. We always like to note that it's a nice community that these contestants on the show are always more than willing to help somebody else during the show. They just don't show that's, it. That, that's purely what it is. You know, I've been a bladesmith for 17, 18 years now. And on, on less than one hand, I can count the number of other bladesmiths that I've run into that didn't like to talk shop, didn't like to help each other. Or we're just jerks, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's just not something that I've found. Everybody wants to help each other out. That's good. That's that's one thing we've found out, you know, yeah. as we have immersed ourselves into this community. <laughs> and uh, sure, it's uh, it's it's refreshing to see that because there's so many other types of things out there where it's more of a, everyone's at each other's throat sort of thing. <laughs> so moving forward, um, another note we had about Bob was that he finished forging his blade with an hour left and then kind of worked on uh, grinding and, and kind of getting some of the, the finishing touches, at least on the, the blade portion at that point. And then you um, you had your design that it, it used a curved tang with a twist um, in there as well, the decorative twist. And... You could tell, you know, at least the way they show it on the show is the judges were like, oh, I don't know about that. And they had yeah. some comments for you later on in the judging um, about that. Uh, but the one thing they did note was that uh, you didn't quench the tang specifically so that it would be a little more um, <laughs> malleable, maybe not as brittle as the rest of the blade could be during a heat treating process. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I had in mind that I might try to take that that curve out i wasn't even thinking about the tab being bent right. one way or the other i was just thinking that i eventually may want to make that straight and not curve and um so that's why i left that or tried to leave it soft you know yep and then we had john um the big the one note we had for john was he dropped his blade into the oil tank and then had to go fishing <laughs> to get it out <laughs> Which must, yeah. must stink to have to go, you know, arm deep in the oil tank. But he did it. He got it out and continued on. Yeah, he's a trooper. Yeah. And then we had Atsatsa, who was a very interesting guy. Um, one note we did we had was that he they only they used the only one they showed cutting his steel to a smaller piece before uh, heating it up to try to straighten it out or anything. And um, again, sometimes it's hard to tell if. If that was the only person to do that, or I think they may the have only seen. one that they showed doing yeah, that. Yeah, or the only one they showed, actually. Yeah, uh, I wound up cutting steel off of mine later on. Uh, initially, I used the bar as a handle for a little while, and then I actually modified a set of tongs on the show. I, I, I grabbed a set of tongs off the wall 
and and beat it into shape around uh, the bar to hold it better. They they do allow you to modify the tongs there, and um, and so I did that, and um, and then I eventually wound up cutting almost half of that bar off. Oh, that was a lot of steel. Yeah, that was a lot. That was a lot, especially for what you need to make there. So Atsatsa, he also he spent a lot of time visualizing the blade, what what he wanted to see this blade become, which I'm sure everybody does a version of that during the design time, that sort of thing. They really wanted to really push the, what's the word that I'm going Spiritual? For? Spiritual aspect that yeah. Atsatsa brought yeah, to Yeah, cultural. Yeah, 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 the cultural side. Sure. And we also noted a few quotes, um, specifically... <laughs> Steel has a spirit, which he's not the first yeah. one to say that. I've heard that multiple times yeah. from different guys on the show. But the one right. that was really an interesting one, a, a keeper quote, if I had to say so myself, was when the steel takes on the color of the sunset, the sunset. that's when it's ready to receive its soul. <laughs> I, I love that. I thought it was great. It's I thought beautiful. It was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, funny. I mean, if you look up if you look up at Sato online, you know, he has a, a website. I think it's Red Crow. And um, he does some really cool um, culturally inspired knives. They're beautiful, you know. And so, and he brought that with him to the to the show. I didn't, you know, I didn't get to see or hear any of that in round one because me and Bob were at uh, Anvils four and three, and John was at two, and Satsa was at one. And so, just like we can't hear what the judges are saying at all right. because of the noise. Um, I really couldn't see. I didn't know that John had dropped his blade in the oil. Um, I mean, I didn't even know that that um, that that was a thing. I, I saw oil all over him later in the day. I was <laughs> like, dude, dude, what happened? Did you go swimming in the oil or what? But um, but yeah. So I re- my world was just basically me and Bob during round one. So I didn't see any of that. But that quote was fantastic. It was great. It was absolutely great. So, moving on to judging. John, the comment for him was that he had a very tiny pivot hole um, that would need to be expanded mm. if he was going to make that into a, a functional friction folder. And, again, the judges were concerned about your curved tang for a friction folder design, but they said that, you know, you might be able to work it out. I think they were actually, they seemed very interested to see where you were going to go with that and see yeah. if you could make yeah. it work. Yeah, honestly, I was too at that point. I, 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 at one point, I just decided I'm going to go with this. And if if I get into round two and it's just giving me a, a, a massive headache, then I'll try to grab a torch or something and straighten it. You know? Yeah. And then Bob, when he was asked to bring his up to the judges, he did a little bit of a jig while yeah. he was walking up. <laughs> and I actually was, as I go through and record these episodes and I put up the little clips behind us, I take screenshots and things like that, and I took a screenshot of that moment because that was the only shot <laughs> in the entire episode where the four of you stand next to each other on screen all at the same time. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he's mid-jig in the screenshot, <laughs> and you're looking over at him like, what in the heck? <laughs> That's Bob, man. He was just a happy guy, you know, the whole time. He was super fun. Yeah. And the uh, the judges said that they were um, his tang alignment was a little weird, a little off. And then for Atsatsa, the Ricasso tapered down uh, like the rest of the blade. And the big right. issue there was that there wouldn't be enough material there to provide the friction when folding the, the blade. That's right. Place. Yeah, it was kind of angled like that. 
right. and your scales are going to be like this on either side of it. So it's just going to, it's just going to float. Right. So unfortunately, Atsatsa ended up getting booted off because of that issue, because that would be the, the hardest thing to recover from in round two to try to get that thing up and running. Yeah. So you moved on to round two as well as John and Bob. And who's doing round two? <laughs> You're at Teresa. Take it away. So round two is where we add the handles. Well, not we, you and, and your guys. Um, I, Sean, I can't read your handwriting. Add the handles, only. friction only. No mechanical devices. Okay, no mechanical. Oh, devices. you know, let me let me add one thing if you don't mind. Sure. Uh, one thing that I did, I just, I think I've watched the show three times. You know, I'm a big narcissist now, but um, <laughs> um, I didn't notice until someone else pointed it out today. They didn't detail our parameters in round one at all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But we, we had parameters. We definitely had parameters and we had length parameters and we had overall length parameters. And then we had parameters for the handle material. Um, but I think our blades had to be overall no longer than 22 end to end and a certain length from the Ricasso to the tip. Okay. And, uh, and I, I was just, I went home between round one and two. I was terrified that I had blown a parameter and um, cause I had written some marks on the anvil for a personal limitation of 20 inches so that I didn't blow the 22, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I went slightly over that 20 and just freaked out all night over it. <laughs> uh, but they didn't, they didn't, they didn't talk about our parameters at all. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Maybe a time thing. We can only fit so much yeah. in. Yeah. Right. It's interesting that they didn't do that because especially when they say they don't tell you what the test is going to be and then they don't give you, to right. us, any parameters? You're like, how? Sure. How do they know <laughs> how to make this size? Um, so when they began round two, and they're talking about the kind of sort of parameters, Doug did a little whoop whoop, raised the roof thing. Yeah, he raised yeah. the roof. Yeah, I got a whoop whoop from Doug. <laughs> yeah. Um, and John had a tiny pin to go into the tiny hole. So rather than fixing the size of the hole, he opted to go with a pin that would fit in the hole that existed. And we'll see for that. Um, You had a tab on your tang that wasn't quite lining up. Put it in the vise to try to to work that out and really just knocked it off. But it seemed to have worked out for you better anyway. So, yay. It did. (laughs) Yeah, it did. I had had put a pin through the middle of the handle material. And uh, that pin had a metal tube, actually, that was... So the pin goes through one side of the handle material into a tube and then through the other side. And so the tube kept the um, pieces of handle material from collapsing. Okay. You know, cause otherwise if I just had a pin through, then the handle material could just squish mm-hmm. down. And so that pin with the tube on it, I placed it so that the tang rested right on top of it. So my, my original idea with that tab was to have two methods to positively lock the tang to the back. So it'd be really secure in case they beat on something, mm-hmm. you know, the, the knife wouldn't try to spin through, you mm-hmm. know? And so, uh, when the tang, when the tab broke off, it just rested on that pin and, and wound up working to my favor. Yep. You know, I mean it, it, cause it, it flush mounted in the handle at that point. Right. <laughs> Lucky. Yeah. <laughs> it worked out. And, uh, Bob didn't get a whole lot of airtime in round two. Which usually is a good thing. Yeah, yeah. He's just kind of doing his own thing. Um, so then we move on to the testing, where the strength test was where Jay Nielsen took the your knives and he beat on a bolt with a baton three times. <laughs> so 
So you had minor edge damage and a little bit of a shift in the blade. Um, Bob's mm-hmm. handle broke apart. I guess he only had epoxy in there, yeah. and it just kind of yeah, it's splintered open. I was I was really like we were all like whoa, but then it turned out to not be as big a deal um, as they went through it. I think in any other knife, any other knife that would have been a big deal, but right. with a friction folder, you know, you're hold you're it. you're holding it tight, so yeah. it was okay. And then John um, ended up cutting Jay's hand because of that sharp pain coming through <laughs> and that tiny pivot, you know, p- the pivot pin shifted. So, I mean, as soon as we saw blood, we were like, eh, if there's yeah, any no, judge John. that you don't want his hand to be cut, it's Jay Nielsen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. I mean, he came out, uh, this little behind the scenes uh, thing, you know, before we walked on the set, they keep us off the set while they're setting up. For the test, they they do not let you see what your knives are, especially us. We had no idea what the test was going to be, and they they did not let us have an inkling about what the strength test was going to be. And so they held us out while they set up the stage and put the barrels out and the bolts and all. And uh, so we walk in and get set on our marks, and we wait. And then uh, Jay Nielsen is just standing there, and he's hiding this bat. We can't see it. You know? <laughs> we can we can kind of see what's on the barrels, but we can't really tell what exactly it's going to go on. And then he whips that bat out and he look. I mean, just, it's just this look of glee <laughs> on his face. He's just so happy that he's getting to wreck some knives, you know? Yep. Um, and then move on to the sharpness test was ham slice. Um, yours will cut and so will Bob's. It was sharp, had a poor handle, which you kind of already knew. Um, and John was sharp, lost the friction aspect of it just kind of swung and so that was a bigger problem than the handle issue and john was booted and i think we we skipped something here there was a very good portion where will willis had some great alliteration with fully functional friction (laughs) folders so that the judges and i can focus on the finer features of your forged and fire fully functional friction folders and ask you to please step off the forge floor in the forge, or please leave the forge. We captured it on tape with closed captioning, posted that. I think I saw about four other people do the same thing, put the closed captioning on and record it and yeah. put it up on Facebook. Yeah. Well, at some point you said the <laughs> fortune fire fully frictional, you know, fully, yeah. you know, whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can't do it. <laughs> and look, one of, I think one of, he said it like twice, I think, in the show, mm-hmm. different places. And one of the times, and he just nailed it, you know, just, and, and the second time it was like, Let's retake. Let's retake <laughs> just a little bit, you know. But, but yeah, one time he was, he just nailed it. Well, he is a professional. Yeah. Yes, there he was, is. Uh, was it during that test where Doug and Will were kind of like wincing? Or uh, was that no, during, that's, that was round three. That's the, the strength yeah, test for right. round three. Yeah. So, Sean, yeah. why don't you bring us into round right. three here? So, round three, you guys are tasked with making a sh- uh, small sword. Which is the hot rod, hot rod of swords, uh, 18th century French sword uh, that had fashion and function. Uh, it evolved from the rapier and had a triangular shaped blade um, and a uh, decorative hilt. And uh, Arya Stark in Game of Thrones uses a small sword. The specs were that the handle had to have a knuckle bow, arms, and a rear quillion and pommel. And it had to be 30 to 32 inches in length, um, trifolded, 
double edge tapered to a needle point. Right. So, um, and there was one other parameter. Um, it wasn't a required parameter, but Dave Baker um, told us this, and it was written on our parameter sheet. But the suggested weight was 1.5 pounds. Oh, oh, wow! That wasn't a that wasn't a requirement. But before we left, you know, we we got to meet with Dave Baker, and and uh, we don't get to see his weapon. We don't get to ask questions about how to make one. He just basically says. Um, this is what a small sword is. These are the parts that you're responsible for. And he, and he emphasized, he was like, guys, a small sword is supposed to be light. You know, don't bring me a, <laughs> a big, you know, club. Oh yeah. And, um, and so it was very much in my mind in the build to try to meet that suggested parameter of the weight, um, of 1.5 pounds. And I think I came in at one pound, one and a half pounds or one ounce over one oh, and a half okay. pounds. So one pound, nine ounces, I think is what I came in at. So and Bob was right there too. When you see the sword on a table, are you allowed to examine it at like at all? Like, Nope. Wow. Okay. No, nope. I don't think that's, I don't think I'm revealing anything, um, you know, that's, that's not supposed to be said, but you know, they pull the cover off right. yep. and you get to look at it there and, and, and that's it. We can't touchy feely, you know, we can't look at it. They, they let us look at it about that long okay. and then, um, and then they tell us, you know, you guys got to go make one. Wow. So. So at your shop, um, <laughs> did you, knowing that weight parameter, did you weigh out your steel at all or just kind of? Constantly. Yeah. Yeah. So I started with a pretty long bar of 5160 and um, I drew out a pattern on the floor to, um, for the length uh, of the sword so that I would know I would meet parameter length. And so as I'm forging the sword into profile, I would lay it on the floor next to that guide. And, um, as I got close to that parameter, I started cutting steel off. Um, so that I, you know, I cut, I wound up cutting steel off so that I knew I had enough to stretch out for the tang. And then I, I cut even more off of that. And then as I went through the build process, I was weighing everything. I mean, I would take the pommel and the grip pieces and the guard part and lay the blade down on a scale and weigh the whole thing all at one time. And, and, you know, I was like, Oh, it's just too heavy, you know, but, wow. well, during the, you know, at least during the show, it just showed you cru- kind of cruising along. It didn't really show you having any issues. Um, but Bob, he decided to go for a 68 layer Damascus twist Damascus for his blade. Yeah, it's beautiful. And for his, his hand handle and guard material. But, you know, he also made a 5160 backup. And while he's kind of forging out his blade, he notices cracks in his Damascus. So he ditches it, goes for his backup blade. And then it had like a warp. And then so he's trying to straighten it. And then it breaks on day four. So he's got to start all over again. And then it cuts to you guys back in the studio. So yeah. that's kind of rough to to go through breaking or yeah, these, I mean, you know, I, two blades. I, I really felt, I really felt bad for Bob. He, he struggled a lot. I mean, I, there, I had some struggles, but nothing like that. And I think the reason my minor struggles weren't shown is that they just compared to what Bob went through. They weren't, they just weren't anything, you know, I'm, I'm hoping in the cutting deeper episode next week that there'll be a little bit more of the, of the, of the home portion. You know, I had to remake my guard pieces um, at least one time I remade the handle twice. Um, and I struggled with uh, wrought iron, keeping it from cracking. 
while I was forging it. But but these were things that I overcame fairly quickly. So, um, yeah, Bob, I just it broke my heart when I found out that he had that struggle. Yeah. So, you guys brought in for the kill test, which is Doug going at a ballistics dummy. Um, <laughs> you guys both did well with that. No no issues there. Um, then moves on to the strength test, which is Jay Nielsen sticking your sword in a block of wood and then bending it 45 degrees both directions. So nerve-wracking. Um, I've seen yeah, let me tell you once before on a show, and it's just it's wild. Oh, yeah. I went back and watched the um, that episode uh, like a couple days ago just to kind of see how they reacted back then. And I think they went to 35 degrees or 30 degrees or something. They didn't go all to 45, but you could have heard a pin drop in the entire studio. I mean, the camera people, the lighting people, (laughs) everybody, you know, everybody was just glued, you know? And, and at one point I was bent over, doubled over with my hands on my knees, just, just, I, I couldn't watch, you know? And, uh, it was it was rough. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the one you're remembering. Where oh yeah, uh, oh, yeah. they're they're cringing. <laughs> the judges are cringing yeah. and like oh yeah, yeah. Doug and Will yeah. are just like <laughs> you know hide behind their hands. Um, and then it's Bob's turn. You you got you did well. Your blade made it, and Bob's turn. And his unfortunately took a bend uh, during that test, but Dave. You know, let him keep going because it didn't break. So um, then it moved on to the sharpness test, which was a Sandman harassing. Yes, you will. Yeah. Uh, so you did overall pretty well. Um, Dave made a point that your handle was kind of rotating. So that was a little. Yeah, there was. For him. It was just a. I actually fixed that when I was standing there at the final judgment. I like tightened the nut <laughs> and it. And it stopped rotating. And I was like, see, what that big <laughs> And then um, Bob, his he had a, still had a sharp blade, but it was bent. And Dave had some issues just kind of, I think he missed the, the sandbag a couple of times right. with that. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, he actually hit the floor uh, on the, like the second miss. Oh, oh, wow. And you could hear it like hit yeah. the concrete. Mm-hmm. And uh, overall, that's it. Derek wins. Woo! Bob gets the boot. <laughs> and we we all champ. got points. Yay, yeah. points <laughs> Congra- Congratulations. So yeah. let me ask you this. What, what what do you guys get at the end of all this? I mean, are you guys doing something at the end of the season to uh, We never actually settled determine on Determine a winner? Well, we kind of settled on it last week. Yeah. We? <laughs> well, we never talked to Sean about it. Or did we? I just asked earlier if we if you mentioned it and you said Oh, yes. I think I thought I did. Did you? So there's a brewery. Um, not far from us, that is also within walking distance to the Dragon's Breath Forge, which, as you oh, may yeah, know... Oh, yeah, those guys. Yeah, like, they live... They're all very close to us, so... Right, we, right. we were thinking about whoever wins will get uh, a couple brews treated to them at the uh, the brewery there, not so far from that forge, and... Oh, see how that goes. I did not know about this. Oh, well, now you know But about I don't it. care, because no. I like beers. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. So you guys are in Connecticut, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you're not. You, you, I don't know that you're far. I, you know, I was pretty much um, nothing's far. Just south of New York. 
in Connecticut when we filmed there. So yeah, yeah. So they film in Stanford now, which is about forty minute drive from where we are, but not too bad. Yeah, um, right. But so that being said, you're the winner. Um, did your check clear? Did you get your ten thousand? <laughs> now that the, air, the show aired. Uh, you know, not yet. Oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah. It, 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 I think it takes a few days. Yeah, yeah of course. It's just been a couple of days. Do you have plans for that <clears> ten thousand? Well, um, not really. Maserati. To be honest with you, I think I'm just gonna. Yeah, the Maserati. <laughs> it's, gotta Maserati. it's gotta do 185. <laughs> we um, we we'll probably just put that money back. There, there's one tool for the shop that I really want. And I haven't decided uh, on whether or not to buy it or build it. And um, I, I've got nearly everything in here but a hydraulic press. So I want to add a press to the shop. I've got a fly press, which is basically an old 100-year-old uh, version of a hydraulic press oh, that okay. you, you know, you rotational mass presses down. And then I've got a treadle hammer and, a, and the power hammer right there, a 33-pound. And so, I mean, there's not much I can't do. But um, uh, a hydraulic press just speeds that process, you know, tenfold. So that's kind of what I'm looking at. But I just haven't made my mind up yet. Nice. Cool. Great. Well, that's the episode. Derek, thank you for thank calling you. in and, and discussing. Oh, you bet. With us. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I mean, um, like I said, I'm a big fan. And I just want to say this, you know, um, like six months ago, I was I was waiting to go film and I was dying to start a fan podcast for the show. I was just dying. And so, but I was like, what are the legal ramifications of a potential contestant oh, okay. starting a podcast? Oh, and so yeah. I was just like, I, I went back and forth and, and, but you guys are just killing it. You're doing so much better than I would have done. So, Hey, thank you. I appreciate we, it. We appreciate the, the, the nice words. And, um, Hey, thanks again for contacting me and, and helping set this up with us. And um, Yeah, anytime. We'll love, we'd love to chat with you again soon, maybe do a better, more in-depth interview with you to talk a little bit more about your background. But for now, we're going to wrap up this episode. So, everybody, yeah, sure. thank you for watching Season 5, Episode 20, Small Sword Wrap-Up featuring Derek Melton as our Forge and Fire champion. Remember to subscribe to our channel and check us out on Instagram as well as Derek on Instagram. I believe, are you at Derek Melton on Instagram? Yep, just uh, Derek Melton, D-E-R-E-K-M-E-L-T-O-N. And then also watch his website because I saw you posted that you're going to be posting on your website more photos and more in-depth discussion about things from when you were building the small sword for the show. So there's going to be some great information yep. up there, I'm sure. And... That's that. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Thanks. Appreciate it. Your weapon will kill. Your weapon will kill. Your weapon will kill. Your weapon will kill. Will kill.